What's going on and welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to recap week two of the NFL. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe, and comment your thoughts, your picks, and your reactions to week two and everything in between. I'm Paul Pickham, Wyndham Concha, and I'm always joined with. You already know, man. It's your boy, Cap. Water boy, boy. With a mouthful of fucking gushers right now. Pause. <laughs> I'm over here trying to chew these bitches. And I had them in the fucking refrigerator. And this shit is worse than chewing on a jaw burger. <laughs> Damn. I mean, uh, does it make up for it? Does, does the Falcons being 2-0 make up for it? Hmm. I almost forgot. <laughs> my motherfucking Falcons is 2-0. I'm over here wearing Gator gear. I disgust myself. I mean, they also had a big upset at home. So, like, hey, it was a great – Cav had a great weekend, for those that don't know. But, see, here's the thing. I didn't hit the 3 Pete, man. My fantasy team lost, man. Oh. Sometimes Damn that your TJ fantasy lose, bro, you're going to throw the whole weekend away. Damn that TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson took all Jay Jettis' touchdowns. Man, don't forget that touchback. That took away a touchdown. Yes, it did. That and, it did. And my stupid ass chose the bench scary Terry to start Tyler Algier. Since Tyler Algier had 25 points last week. Why would I not start somebody with 25 fucking points? Oh, because they're gonna give the ball to BJ Robinson all fucking game. So like this Dijon point. It's is 25. It's 25 turned to five. Quick. My scary Terry had 17 on my bench. But none of that mattered because Jamal Williams put up a dub. Jeremiah Gibbs. Didn't really, didn't really do much for me, even though David Montgomery got hurt. And even though the fucking Lions were playing their asses off all game. <sighs> so it was a tough week in fantasy for him. Kyle Pitts didn't eat. Should have known that when I drafted him, but it was okay. Carolina Panthers defense went crazy on my bench. Mm-hmm. But we lost by 20 points. And the only reason why I'm not hurt was because I lost by 20 points and it was 20 points and dude had Nick Chubb going into um, Monday night. And we know what happened to Nick Chubb. Pray for a speed of recovery, but Definitely. I literally was supposed to, I really could have lost by 50. Yeah. I mean, in fantasy football, it'll definitely hurt. I can't relate. But, uh-huh. I mean, you had a bad fantasy football, but I mean, on the picks, we did pretty good, Kev. I mean, you went 11 and 5. I went 12 and 4. So I won the week. We're both sitting at one and one on the weeks. But overall record, Kev is still leading 19 and 14 to my 18 and 13. It's real, real close one game difference. And then, uh, as always, if y'all followed my betting tips, we had a pretty damn good weekend. Prop bets overall, we went 15 on the prop bets. We went 15 and 9. Plus, plus seven units on that. My best bets, we went three and two, another profitable week. So we up about like seven, eight units if you follow the bets. Like we – never a losing weekend on this side. But let's get into the actual locks and the dogs, Kev. Kev, if anyone didn't watch the first week, Kev went 0-2 on his locks and went 0-1 on his dogs. Definitely turned it around this weekend. Let's just jump into the dogs. You had the Colts as your dog of the week. They were a plus one underdog on the road against the Texans. They end up winning the game in pretty, in my opinion, pretty easy fashion. They went out there and won 31 to 20. 
Anthony Richardson, two early rushing touchdowns, gets the concussion. He's out of the rest of the game. Gardner Minshew comes in, cleans it up, doesn't look bad at all. How did you feel about this game? Fucking awesome. I was watching this game, and I forgot they were my, they're my dog. I'm watching this game, like, how is it ever in doubt that the Colts are going to win this game? They look good. Even Anthony Richardson looked fucking great. Even before – um. Even after he left, like, Gardner Minshew held it down like he always does, like he always did for the Eagles. So this Colts team is nice. And, like, I expected their defense to be lit. Their defense showed us last game against – who did they play? The Chargers last week? Oh, uh, no. The Whoever they played. The uh, Jaguars. Yeah, against the Jaguars, they looked great. Then they looked fucking lit. And they were putting up points and keep staying in the um, mix with the Jaguars, who a lot of people are thinking are going to win that division. So I had nothing but high um, high takes on the Colts, and I'm glad I picked them as my dog. Yeah, I mean, I had this as one of my best bets, uh, Colts plus one. I even took them as one of my dogs. Um, but Anthony Richardson, to me, is just proving, like, yeah, he had accuracy issues and all that stuff, but he's proven to me that he's a guy. And Gardner Minshew came in and 19 of 23, 171 yards and a touchdown, and the offense looked fucking great with Gardner Minshew. So, like, worst-case scenario, Richardson doesn't play week week three. Minshew looked like he can run this offense, and everything looked great. Zach Moss becoming RB1, finally back from his broken arm. He looked great as well. He played every damn near every snap at running back and was a super upgrade over Deion Jackson. And like Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion, is like looking looking kind of foolish right now on the pup. <laughs> I mean, that part hurt because I had to go against Zach Moss in fantasy this week. And I'm like, bro, who the fuck is Zach Moss? But yeah, shout out to Coach for getting dumb. What and, else was going on? Fun fact, C.J. Stroud, 384 yards. He By his second career game, he has more 300-yard passing games than Justin Fields. <laughs> and all he, all he needed was one. But then let's get into my dog, which we saw Monday night, which was the Steelers. I Like, Steelers come out, defense scored like 14 points, had two touchdowns themselves. They the, Their defense outscored their offense, just to put into perspective. They win the game 26-22, to 22, and a speedy recovery to Nick Chubb. Um, I'm just going to say this now because we're talking about Nick Chubb, but all the running backs who wanted money in the offseason, Austin Eckler, he's probably missing next week with his injury. Shaquan Barkley, he's probably going to miss the next three weeks with his high ankle sprain. Justin, uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's on the pup with his injury slash holdout. And Nick Chubb didn't want money, but he was a premier running back. And he just, we, we all saw what happened to him probably out for the season. So it's like, I'm just sitting here, like, I'm just putting my hands up, like, hey, the money for the running backs. And then we see this happen. And also, who called Eckler probably missing a lot of games? Not a lot of games, but missing games this season. We did. Like, this This is what happened. There's, there's something to look at going into week three. And you had the Chargers as your dog? Not Chargers. I had the um uh, Steelers. But when they were talking about, I just, with Nick Chubb, the running back in, hurt, I had to bring up all the other running back injuries, and a lot of them were ones that wanted money in this offseason. 
Yeah, that's the part. I guess that's part of the game, too. Getting paid to not play. That's a low-key part of the game, too. But, I mean, Steelers' defense is what I – I said it when we made the picks. Their defense is going to get to Deshaun Watson, who doesn't have his, one of his all-pro linemen. And that's definitely what they did. T.J. Watt balled. Alex Highsmith, the pick six, this first pass of the game. One of my props. Was bad. One of the props of the weekend, Deshaun Watson, over half interception, cashed it within the first play. Deshaun Watson, under one and a half touchdowns, cashed that. Um, and now without with Nick Chubb, I'm just – I was sold on the Browns. I was out of them. I was not with them. And well, Nick Chubb, oh, it's it's up for them. It is up for them, boys. Yeah, and it's looking like Nick Chubb is out for the season. So it's definitely up for them. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson has a good has a good um setup for him, so he can make plays sometimes. Like he can um he can get the he can get he can get rushing touchdowns. He can look decent at points and times of the game. But yeah, he's not the answer. He's definitely not the three, not the three hundred million dollar guy. Which he isn't making that much. But like, he's just not the answer. I think for the Browns when they got rid of Baker type shit. Yeah, and then- and it's showing on a weekly basis. But shout out the fucking Steelers. Your Steelers. Your fucking that was a great fucking pick for a dog because. George Pickens, that 71-yard touchdown was insane. Like, you already hit Alex Highsmith getting the pick six. This team looked good from all angles. Like, motherfucking Najee Harris was getting some work in there. So, this is good. This team looks straight. For Kenny Pickett, I think he's a back-and-forth quarterback. Like, he can make good plays, and then he can get a sack for, like, 10 yards. He can make a decent play, and then something to happen type shit. So, like, I think Kenny Pickett needs to work a little bit, come a little bit more of his own and get rid of the 50-50 game. But all around, the Steelers look fucking great on Monday. I'm going to have to disagree just because I think their offense looks absolutely dog shit still. Uh, If you take away – You think dog shit? I think they just come in – I think they look better than last week. If you take away Pickens one touchdown for 74 yards that he broke away on on a slant, that they were blitzing on. You take that away, they really didn't do it. They didn't move the ball at all. They didn't do anything. Really? They Offensively, they they had two touchdowns on defense. They scored 12 total points on offense. And both of the field goals were like a 50-yarder and a 45-yarder. Like, those are deep field goals. They weren't moving into the red zone. I just think the if it was if this defense isn't elite, this, this offense, I thought they would probably be better year two with everybody. That does, to me, doesn't look like anything yet. Like, if their defense doesn't do what they do, they're losing this game 20, 22 to 12 because their offense looks terrible. Wow. Wow, Paul, we saw two different games. I'm over here watching, tuning in, watching the Steelers doing a little thing. I don't think they look great, but I think their defense is um, giving them more and more chances and opportunities. So that's why I thought that, that's why I thought they looked decent. But let's get into our locks. Kev, you had the Dolphins as your first lock, which Come on now. you went one and one. This was your win. Dolphins ends up getting the dub on Sunday night football. Um twenty four to seventeen. And I I don't think there was ever a question like in the halftime in the first quarter, from start to finish, I think the Dolphins were in, in well control of this game. Bro, did you see Mike McDaniels chasing running against the cameraman and shit? 
Right, the boy forty speed go crazy. He's like a four one kind of guy. But I forgot. I don't know what, who I was listening to, but they were just talking about right, the amount of locked in. I think it was the Pat McAfee show. They're like the amount of locked in you have to be to be to be able to be up against Bill Belichick on Sunday night and just chase the cameraman like the moxie on this guy. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, like, and like, we've been waiting for a Mike McDaniel run game, and we got it. Raheem Morstead ate them boys alive. We didn't even have Taron Armstead all pro left tackle for this game, and Matthew Jadon didn't really do anything. Um, I mean, offensively, very we're still continuing to be efficient, and we we're not even at full power yet on this off on this whole team. We still don't have Jalen Ramsey back, Nick Needham, Taron Armstead, our all pro left tackle that we got last year. Like, it, the best is yet to come. I mean, y'all look great this game. Um, Xavier Howard got the pick. Um, what was my favorite part about y'all? There was one thing you guys did that made me really, really like, oh, this Dolphins team is dangerous. Was it on defense or offense? I think it might have been on offense. Reem Morstead definitely ate the boys together. Oh, but you're giving a lot of respect to the boys on to your Dolphins. But don't forget my the Patriots, man. My pick, Christian Gonzalez, defensive of the year, got another he got a pick this game, didn't he? He got a pick, and through two weeks, he's on, like, uh, I'm about to pull it up real quick. Um, he got the interception, but last week he also had to play against AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, two other All-Pro candidate type of guys. And through two weeks, that boy Christian Gonzalez is one of the highest-rated uh, cornerbacks. He is uh, what? He's the third best cornerback. Uh, third best cornerback according to PFF through two games. He's had great game. Tyreek Hill didn't do anything against him. Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, Jalen Waddle. So great start of the season for yet again another cornerback that's eating in the Patriots defense. That boy Bill know how to pick him, man. But shout out to y'all. Y'all look good. Um Tua's that everybody's finally hopping on. Everybody's hopping on the Tua being like, you know, they're saying that Tua's an elite quarterback. Some people screaming for a minute. So shout out to him. He's the he's the favorite to win the MVP right now, plus five hundred. Then uh next our next lock, I'll go to mind that one. I had the Giants. Boy, was this a game. This shit was sweaty. What a game. I know you were fucking sick eighty percent of the game. Eighty percent of the game, bro, like I was sitting here giving up. I picked him in my suicide league. It was I was I was sitting here dead, and it wasn't even just the fact that the Giants couldn't get points on the board early. It was just how bad their defense is. Like that was my biggest takeaway of this game. Is just like, yeah, you can believe in the ball and Barkley, who is now going to be hurt for a few weeks. But you can believe in his offense, but this defense is is just absolutely not not alive. Daniel Jones second half. 17 of 21, 317 yards, three touchdowns, 149.8 passer rating. He had to be damn near perfect for them to come back, and he did it. And the Giants ended up winning for me. But, boy, was this one sweaty. And I don't think he started off the game even slightly close to perfect. Like, he really had to get up out of the mud this game. But I always respect big comebacks, especially in the regular season. Because, like, you have to kind of will your team to get to it because they could have just quit. No, and that's my – like, the ball definitely – like, a bad coach, this game is over by halftime. 
a good coach gets them boys out of the mud, gets their head out of their ass, and lets them know there's still a second half to play. And that's what I think the Giants did. <clears throat> and then let's get into the bad part of our locks. We both lost one. I had the Bengals beating the Ravens, who were definitely hurt on the offensive line. And it showed because there's a lot of holding calls against the Ravens. But Lamar Jackson and them boys finally figured out the Joe Burrow and them. And I don't know how to take this game because the Ravens look pretty good. Not great, but okay. But the Bengals, just, the, through two weeks, the Bengals' offense is not alive. The Bengals' offense is just stuck in mud. No, bro, and this thing, Joe Burrow might have re-aggravated his shit. Yeah, Joe Burrow's taking some hits. Jamar Chase is asking for deep shots right now. He's saying we need to take more deep shots to open up this game. But – Honestly, even even the late score touchdowns in the fourth quarter, I think it was more of the Ravens playing soft defense than the 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 Bengals offense looking alive again. Mm-hmm. And then you so had- shout out the Bengals, man, motherfucking. We I'm hoping they figure something out soon because Joe Burrow making my pick for um my him picking him for MVK um MVP. Stale and stale on a daily basis. Right now, it's the curse of the big contract. You get the big contract, and just all of a sudden, you forget how to play. I swear, Pat Mahomes won the MVP the next year. He's the only one. He's one of one. But then we had your other lock that lost. We had the Lions losing to the Seahawks here. It was a very close game. It went to overtime. Seahawks get the walk-off touchdown, 37-31. to High-scoring game. Very fun game to watch, Kev. How did you feel about the Lions losing this game at home? My Lions. I was hurt. I'm not going to lie because they did – the Lions did what we thought they were going to do. They were going to rush the fuck out of the quarterback. The D-line was going to get back to the play solid defense. And they were going to have an explosive offense to score when need to score. And they did all of that. I felt like in the fourth quarter, the drive before that last – the defensive pressure that they were getting on them is was insane. Like you have motherfuckers running for their life in the sense. They so, did. Mm, I don't know how. I don't know how Gino and them figured out to get the win, but they got the win. This is also one of my own games of Water Boys games of the week. Cause Gino figured it out. I don't know. Gino P. Carroll, DK and all them, they figured out how to get it done and Gino started making plays. Jared Goff's pick six. That touchdown to Tyler Lockett was definitely holding, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, you had that uh, the holding call, but, like, you can call that every play. But, like, yeah, that was a very pivotal play. And then, That was a bad – that was a bad one. But it all, to me, weighs in on Jared Goff's pick six. If that pick six never happens, I think this – I think the Lions end up probably being 2-0 right now. So, like – but you're not going to bank on that every week anymore. Jared Goff used to throw interceptions a lot. He's cleaned up. He almost broke the record. It's, it's Honestly, I think it's the media's fault that he threw that pick six because they put all that pressure. They were pointing it out too much. You can't point it out before it happens. And when when they pointed it out, the curse happened. He throws it, pick six, the worst anything you could do. And the moment, that was a momentum killer because the Lions offense was just, I mean, they put up 31 for a reason. Hmm. That's real. That's real. I mean, I think Jared Goff 
is an interesting individual because there are lots of times where I think like, okay, Jared Goff is him, 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 him to an extent. And then next thing you know, this mother trucker will they'll be talking about, yeah, man, he has he's about to hit the record for most consecutive throws without an interception. Throws a pick six and a very pivotal pick six at a time you didn't want to throw that shit. And David Montgomery was looking good till he got hurt. So this Lions team, uh, this Lions team can put up points for sure. But can these can this lead to W's every time? That's a great question. We'll we'll figure it out. And the Seahawks definitely going one and one after two games. They need that if they want any hope of winning this division with the 49ers who just look absolutely crazy elite right now. Any other Ooh. games for your you gave us one game for your games of the week. What other games you have for your games of the week, Kev? But you know we gotta talk to Giants and the motherfucking um Giants and the motherfucking Cardinals. I know we talked about it briefly just now, but that shit was insane to come back like they did. The Cardinals, I was upset. I was like, there's no way that the Cardinals are over here doing this to the Giants right now. And that's exactly what they're doing in the whole first half. Josh Josh Dobbs making things happen. And for the Daniel Jones to will with Daniel Jones and Saquon and all them to will themselves all the way back into that game was nothing just sort of awe inspiring because a lot of motherfuckers would have quit, but they figured something out. Yeah, and um, I think this also points out that I was talking about after that week one loss on the fumble last kind of last plays of the game that the Cardinals would give up on their season. They might be tanking for Caleb Williams, Drake May, or one of these great quarterbacks, but the players aren't. Like James Conner, when he was running up the gut and he got like 50 yards before the first quarter was over, he was screaming in the Giants' faces. Like he was hyped up. The whole Cardinals offense was dumb hype. Like this team isn't tanking, and this team is going to play, I think, every game, which is kind of shocking. Yeah. And then, uh, did you have another game of the week, or was it uh... my last game of the week, man? Man, my last game of the mother trucking week. You know, I gotta talk them dirty, 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 dirty birds. Shout out my guys, man. Shout out my motherfucking guys. We got the W against the motherfucking Green Bay Packers. The boys was hurt, didn't have an Aaron Jones, missing Christian Watson, wish missing Romeo Dobbs, Romeo, Romeo Dobbs. So shout out. So they weren't the best Packers team, but they did have Jackie Alexander in that motherfucker. So it was tough to throw against them. And Desmond Ritter just found a way to win any way he could. He said last week he don't really give a fuck about stats and fantasy and all that good shit. He just wants to get the W's. And that's what he did. I think this team willed themselves really well. Bijan showed that he's a dog and a half this game. And I heard people on the Sports Gambling Podcast hating a little bit. They said that they didn't really show much, nothing too great. They said um Arthur Smith had a lot of bad calls and stuff. I'm like, nah, I think we're just playing dirty, dastardly football right now. We got to play. We got to run that bitch and play good defense. And sometimes the running game gets stuff. So we got to play better defense. Sometimes the defense gets scored on. We got to run that home. As long as we're staying consistent, we're making it happen. We'll, we'll, we gotta, we'll continue to win. And that's what they showed this week. They showed that we're just some dirty, dirty dogs. 
We're never going to give up, even though we're down 24-12 at one point. No fucks given. Let's keep our motherfucking, um, keep our foot on the gas. And there were a lot of fourth downs we had to go for. And it's tough running on fourth down, down when you're losing. Like, this shit just looks crazy. And then selling for a field goal with, like, knowing that you don't know when's the next time you're going to be in this red zone. It was tough, but we stuck, we stuck through it. And shout out my guys getting the W, getting the stops on defense. It was great. So, Bijan Robinson, shout out to him. Highest rated player, uh, highest rated rusher in week two, 91.3. He had like 100, nice. 124 yards on like 18 carries. Definitely is showcasing why he's a first round running back going into this draft. AJ Terrell, when he's going up against him in single man coverage, Seven targets this year, zero catches allowed, 39.6 passer rating, showcasing why A.J. Terrell's that guy at corner. But the other guy, I don't know who your other one was, but a couple of really big pass interference calls um, on uh, by other dude playing corner, which was set up the Packers' touchdowns, which were definitely killer in the game. But, I mean – the Falcons showcase that they want to run the ball and play defense, and that's what they're going to do. Like, And I was hoping to see Desmond Riddler come into his own and like eventually lead into something where, like, oh, I, I can still do this thing. Da, 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 da. I just ran the ball a lot week one. He does showcase the will to win where, like, the red zone attempts when he scores the touchdown, he rushes in that bitch himself because, like, he's, like nothing's open. He runs – but I'm out on Desmond Riddler. I I I keep trying to get behind him, but I'm watching him play. And, like, the game plan is – like, I see what Arthur Smith is doing. They're running the ball, and the, they got fucking demons that run. They got Ferraris. They got Hummers. They got fucking – they have a whole Rolls Royce. They got running backs galore, and they're cooking up the best scheme possible for them. But Desmond Riddler – On a weekly basis. I think Riddler is the thing that's gonna hold him back. I I'm out on him. I don't think I don't think this is like I think he's okay right now because you have such a great running game. But to take that next step, I think we're gonna either need him to come into his own a little bit more, or we're gonna have to go find a rental. A rental. I mean, a rental would be kind of nice. I mean, I'm not tripping about Desmond Ritter, and it's easy because we have Marcus Mariota last year, so like. I'm not really tripping because, like, that's the quarterback we got. Like, I'm okay with that. Unless we find somebody better. That's the quarterback we're running with. And I think against better teams, good teams, I don't think they're going to let him do all that extra shit that kind of helped them will will their own way to a win this week. But we showed – he just showed resilience and toughness. Like, I was so proud of that boy. Happy for my dog. He showed that he's not a fucking pushover. He showed that he's here to get fucking W's and he doesn't mind putting getting dirty to do it. Yeah, I mean like they're finding wins. That's what I'm like, I'm not like I'm just out on him a singular talent, but for him being like he knows his role and he's playing it well. So like as a Falcons quarterback, he's he's he it's gonna work. Yeah. Now let's get into the rest of the slate. We went through the locks, we went through the dogs, we went through the games of the week. The rest of the slate, we're going to start off with one of the bigger blowouts. And honestly, this would have been one of my extra locks. I just didn't I, – I bet I actually took this bet, but I didn't tell it onto the podcast. 
Bills blew out the Raiders 38 to 10. The spread was eight and a half points. I took the Bills. I think it was I knew it was gonna be a blowout. I was just like, I think the Bills is a get right situation. They played the a great teams. They kind of showcase they're not that good. They play a really bad team. They blow them out. Everyone's back on the Bills bandwagon. But to me, my biggest takeaway on this game was they the Bills kept Josh Allen on a leash. They weren't throwing the 50-yard, 70-yard deep shots down the field that usually lead into interceptions. They kept him on a leash, kept everything underneath. If the things underneath weren't open, he would run that bitch himself. They they let James Cook run the ball a pretty good amount. He looked actually really good at running back whenever he ran the shit. And they didn't turn the ball over because they kept Josh Allen on a leash of, you're going to throw the ball furthest this game 15 yards you're not gonna throw anything further than 15 yards this game and we saw them put up what 38 points and to me that's when the bills are scary is whenever they're playing this type of ball and if they continue to play this type of ball where they keep josh allen on a leash i think they're still a very strong powerhouse yeah definitely they were my pick to win this division so I'm kind of like, I locked in a long time ago. I'm rocking them boys. But if they can play like this and just kind of just keep their foot on the gas on the motherfuckers, I think this is the team that wins this division for real. Because right now the Dolphins are looking like one of the better teams, not only in the division, but in the whole entire AFC. So to see them just like slow it down, take it easy, and just put together the game plan to win, I love to see it. And we saw this is what Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs did last year when they started off kind of rough and slow. Instead of taking the deep shots every game, Mahomes was like, fuck it. If you're going to leave the people underneath open, I'll just keep passing it underneath and we'll just keep marching down to the end zone. And it worked. And if the Bills continue that blueprint, I think it'll work. Um, next game. Also, before we move on from this game, Matt Milano, the linebacker, he mossed the fuck out of Josh Jacobs for that interception. I don't know if you saw the interception. But, it, like, he was behind Josh Jacobs, reaches over him, grabs it, and interception going the other way. Whoa, that's insane. Yeah, it was like one of them little running back curl routes. And reaches over him, takes that bitch for himself. Intercept. I was like, that's one of the best plays. I think I've seen that shit on the red zone. I thought it was fake news. <laughs> then next game, Chiefs versus Jaguars. People thought it would be a high-scoring affair. It wasn't. 17-9, Chiefs get the win on the road. I took the Jags. You took the Chiefs. We were split on this pick. And I think the Jags' defense did everything needed to win this game. They pressured Mahomes. They got to Mahomes on a lot of the occasions. They got an interception on a deep shot. Like They, they kept Mahomes contained. And on the other end, it was a field goal galore for the Jaguars. They they couldn't get anything. They couldn't get their offense really going. And they they got the field goals, a couple red zone targets that ended in incompletions. They, it's like they would get to the red zone, and they could just never score a real touchdown. And I think that was the difference. And Chris Jones, PFF, third highest rated defender of the weekend. First game back after holding out for his contract, and the Chiefs definitely needed him. Got a sack and a half before um, first game back. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not mad at the Chiefs because the Jaguars are a good team, and 
this game just felt. Then they say good teams win ugly games, so I think this is good for them. I was shocked that the I was shocked that the Jaguars didn't figure out a way to put it together and um, get this W. They they just could never. They would get to the red zone and just couldn't score. That was their whole thing all weekend. Because the defense definitely did enough. Because the defense pressured Mahomes, got an interception, kept them to, limited them to seventeen points. Facts. You can't ask for more than that. And it's time to start questioning. I, as the sports gambling podcast pointed out, and I kind of agree. Like, where's the Andy Reid offense that we all know and love? Like, yeah, we'll hit on it more with the enemy in Washington and how great the Washington offense looked. But Kansas City's not looking the same right now. I mean, Travis Kelsey's still scoring touchdowns, so they're doing something the same, but. You, that's a great point. I don't know, man. Like, I asked that the first week. It was this because of the enemy? Now Travis Kelsey's back, and we're just asking the same question. Is, is there that big a difference? And then our next game, where I was on this team, you were on the Chargers. I took the Titans at home. You took the Chargers on the road. This was so close to being one of my dogs. Uh, either way, I would have won because I took the Steelers. But Titans at home, and Kev, I'm telling you, Anytime they play a team with a good running back and a good running scheme, the Chargers will find a way to lose. And I was on the picks episode, and I said, Tannehill probably will score rushing. I said, we'll see the Derrick Henry touchdown. We'll see Tannehill in the red zone. Fake it to Henry, score his own touchdown. Like, Datas cannot stop the run. And when they can't stop the run – we saw Tannehill hit Traylon Burks for like a 60-yard streak route. We saw Derek DeAndre Hopkins eat and those little fucking um, like end routes 10 yards deep. And they looked a lot better offensively. And this is on paper, on paper, one of the most expensive defenses in the league. Which is crazy to even think about. But I mean, and it's like, it's not that they got ran all over because Derek Henry only had 80 yards and the other dude had 50. 49, and then Ryan Hannahill till had the one for a touchdown. I think it's just this, like you said, this defense is the highest paid, but they just mess, they just leave holes. I don't know. I think this is like, I'm starting to look at the scheming. Like somebody, if there's somewhere to put the blame on, it might be the scheme because this shit is not working. You can't be having your team putting up 27, 31, 30 something points, 20 something points every event. And then mother every event in game, and then not be the motherfucking set it up afterwards. Oh no! Who do you think has the hotter hot seat right now? Zach Taylor and the Bengals coach, or Staley and the Chargers? Definitely Staley and the Chargers, and I don't think it. I don't think number two is Zach Taylor and the Bengals. I think number two would be um, Ron Rivera if he start losing again. Yeah, but like I think the the we weren't hitting on the Staley first coach fired at all this offseason, but the the writing was the on the wall. Like, oh, this team has continued to struggle on like the postseason success. Staley has questionable calls on his fourth down when he goes for it. And he's supposed to be a defensive minded coach, and we've yet to see a defense actually prosper. Right. And it's crazy. I feel like he doesn't go like they kick the punch. In, in the Titans territory, territory, and I remember just thinking, like, huh, that's not like that at all. They're really not going for it like they used to. Yeah, and uh, you, then you get the ball first in overtime and a three and out. 
that leads to the uh them losing the game. This is Justin Herbert, one of the highest paid at quarterbacks. Then our next game, Kev, you should have listened to me. Buccaneers beat the dog shit out of the fucking uh, um the Bears. I was actually telling a couple of the Bucks, they're saying let Baker bake. And I think Baker Mayfield baked us some bear claws on Sunday. Because 27 to 17, I said it in the group chat. Baker's higher on my MVP list right now than Joe Burrow, which is crazy to say in 2023. But I try to tell you this defense is legit and that the Bears are this absolute dog shit. Like, the, the people want to continue to hype him up, but Justin Fields does not know how to play football. He knows how to play fantasy football. And even then, he's not – people that drafted him early are looking like clowns right now. Yeah, if you drafted Justin Fields early, you might be a clown, bro. But it's interesting how that works. Mike Evans. They didn't give that boy a contract. He has 171 yards this game, 100 yards last game. He's one of the top five leading receivers, and he's talking about going into free agency in the offseason. Baker Mayfield, everyone rated him off, 370. Is Baker Mayfield the Geno Smith of this season? Is that what we're watching right now? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 2-0. And like in the defense, I, Shaquille Barrett, pick six, touchdown. Um, the fucking. And he dedicated to his late um daughter who died in the um who de- who drowned in the um the the uh, off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the Bears, they threw they called three screen plays in a row on that pick six. Three screens in a row. They're just this. I don't know how people put money into the Bears this off season. I don't know how people were back. I, I definitely did. I took them second to win this division. Mm-hmm. Because I thought I believed in the garbage, the garbage highlights they would post to Justin Fields all the time. I fell for the media clickbait because he's not even rushing that bitch like he was last year. I think they have something for that. They got the tape on that boy now. But then mm. let's get into the next game, and I can't wait to talk this one just because I have something to, I think it's fucking funny as hell. The Rams lose at home, twenty three to thirty to the Forty ers That was the battle of the Bay right there in LA 49ers were the away team that bitch was packed with 49ers fans for it and the 49ers pulled up in their home uniform they rocked their red home uniform as the away team no respect given to the Rams and Sean McVay But we had Matthew. I mean, Matthew Stafford looked pretty good. I mean, the Rams. The Rams looked pretty good up until they lost. Like they kept up up until they lost. I mean, yeah. I think that the Rams. Shout out that receiver. I can't remember his name, but brother had like nineteen receptions in like two games. Oh, some crazy. Puka, the number three leading receiver in the league, rookie season, first ever rookie to have over two hundred receiving yards in their first two games. He has like two hundred and forty something right now. Shout out him. His. He's slowly turning into Matthew Stafford's next Cooper Cup. So shout out that guy for sure. Shout out this Rams team didn't look terrible. Sean McVay sneakily tried to get tried to um sneakily kick the field goal so that way they could um Cover. keep the spread. Yeah, they could keep they could, they could keep the spread. So shout out Sean McVay looking out for the batters and shit. But this 49ers team is no joke. Brock Purdy started off the game, I want to say, like, 11 for 12. Like, Debo looked 
fucking great. Like that touchdown you scored where you kind of it got the screen and took it all the way down. Like you can't you can't really like make something up for this team. And their defense is so active. At every point in time you'll look up and you see somebody dancing on defense. Cause they did they've been putting in work that whole time. So this was a great game to watch. Right. Christian McCaffrey and be a neutral party yet. Christian McCaffrey has two hundred and sixty eight yards rushing through two games. 268 yards to start the season. Second place is your boy, B. John, at 180. 80, like 86 yards is a good game rushing for people. Like, he's a whole extra good game away from second place. That's just to tell you, like, 40, like, I couldn't say it louder. Like, Sean, uh, Kyle Shanahan has the best running back we've ever seen him have, and this is going to be the best scheme he's ever cooked up in his life. Then let's jump into the next game. What's the next game on the slate? We had is it is that all Sunday? No. Then we had the Cowboys beating the Jets 30 to 10. It wasn't even a ball game. The only thing I really am happy about with this game is Garrett Wilson. I took him to have over six and a half, seven and a half touchdowns to start the season. My prop is still alive. Like we're two two weeks in, I got two touchdowns. No Zach uh, with Jack Wilson. I'm 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 riding the train right now. I I'm like, oh, we're still riding. Like this is doesn't be a scary bet, but it's still alive. Mm. What did you think of the game? Um, I think Michael Parsons is a fucking animal. I think he literally just did like he made a play each and every way possible. He's really putting in work to win that defensive player of the year right now. Um, he is the highest rated player on PFF with ninety three point six right now. Nice. CD Lamb told Sauce Gardner after the game, "You need to learn how to catch." Yeah, yeah. He that picks. He definitely had a pick six in his hands and just went right through. Hell yeah! And I mean. This Cowboy team showed another time that they're motherfucking not to be fucked with. And if you're not supposed to be in there with you, they will drop 30 on you quick. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't the best showing by their offense because it definitely was a drop pick six in there. But their defense is just like – their defense is the right now best in class by far. Like they're – like it's – Cowboys is the best defense in the league and there's a pretty, pretty good gap between – Who's number two? Which is probably like the Jets, maybe, or maybe the Eagles. But it there, there's a gap. There is it. It isn't neck and neck. Yeah, and it turned into that. They're trying to go S class on the ass. And then you have Mika Parsons, Mike Parsons, number one PFF grade defender, and then on the other side, Lawrence, number four PFF grade defender, all because he's getting one on ones. Then next game, we only got two games left on our slate. We got the Sunday last four o'clock game, which was a tease. This one was fun. The Broncos losing at home 33 to 35 to the Commanders. We both took the Broncos. We both were wrong here. But Russell Wilson, Hail Mary, ending the game, goes for two. We're this close to seeing overtime. It was that was one of the most funnest games of the weekend. And it came up short, unfortunately, but I, I, Russ was cooking. I, I, the defense looked terrible, but Russ, 
Well, Russ was hitting his moonshots. There was like three or four deep shots that were vintage Russ that I know. Yeah, everybody's coming for Sean Payton's head right now because of this game. A lot of people are saying that they don't have that elite defense anymore. So what are they really supposed to fucking do? And they went out there. They went out there and almost won. If this if this Russ was playing last season, the Broncos probably two and zero right now with how great their defense was last year. Last year, past tense, homie. But yeah, dead ass, man. I mean, they didn't look terrible in my opinion. I just think, I think the Commanders just had something, something ready to go. Scary Terry had a great game. Sam Howell limited the mistakes. I met a person. What's the other receiver's name? I want to say Christian something. Might oh, Dotson. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. Shout out them. And Brian Robinson, I was saying how I don't think he's a good running back. He's sitting in fifth or sixth right now, rushing yards on the season. He had 87 this game, two touchdowns. But, like, Sam Howell, I was out on him before the season started, too. 300 yards this game and could get it done with his feet. Like, I'm, we're going to have – like, the enemy, we're going to have to give him his flowers. And I'm going to give it to him a little early because I was so out on the Washington offense. I was like, Sam Howell's a fucking bum. Brian Robinson's not good at running back. And through two weeks, like, Sam Howell's actually looking like a pretty good quarterback right now. And Brian Robinson is looking great right now. So, I'm going to give my boy B&M his flowers a little early. I mean, that's facts. I mean, shout out B&M for being able to come and mold this. Well, just have a great performance. We're going to see in the future. I'm not going to give him his flowers immediately. Let's see in the future what happens, how they look. And they continue to just trail upwards, though. I really fuck with this team to the fullest. And in our final game on the slate, Kev, the Saints win 20-17 to against the Panthers. Um, it was a lot of defense played. Not like the, the Saints could get some offense going, but every time they entered the red zone, they were allergic to the touchdown. They, uh, and then the Panthers, Bryce Young's looking rough right now. He's not cooking. Is not who I thought he was, and I I don't think it's a skill issue or an offensive line. I think he's just scared to throw the ball. I think he might be like he has the talent, in my opinion. I think he's worried about interceptions and all. He's overthinking it, and he's in Alabama. You're used to a wide receiver having five yards of separation, and you're gonna throw it to a wide open NFL. You're not gonna have guys wide open, and I think Bryce just needs to understand that and just let the ball go sometimes, like. Trust in the person making the route. Trust all like because he's just holding on to the ball. He's not athletic enough to scramble, and he'll get he's getting up sacks that are like big sacks. And like other than that, I just this Panthers offense is looking terrible starting the season. Man, somebody tell my dog to go holler at Jalen and Tua, the Alabama quarterbacks that are doing the damn thing, so they can figure that out. But um, I agree with you. I don't think that it's too much. The play calling, I don't think it's too much the players. I think there's something going on internally out there that's really killing themselves. And the Saints' defense continues to look great back-to-back weekends where they just are completely are the, like, the best thing on the field. Jordan was getting sacks. DeMarco, DeMarco Davis is like top five in the PFF defend, on like D-line defenders. Marshawn Lattimore is top five cornerback right now and PFF. Like, um, 
you can say it's who they're playing and all that also is the Titans and the Panthers, but this defensive wise, they look great. And Derek Carr, I think right now is, he's one of the, they're saying when the season started, one of the worst red zone efficient quarterbacks. And I was thinking, Oh yeah, but he was on like these bad teams, but like they were setting up great red zone trips and it's not able to score points on it. Like throwing the ball to, to, didn't was not efficient in the red zone. And I, I I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say they're gonna do this, but I think the Saints, honestly, put Taysom Hill in that red zone because when Taysom Hill was in playing quarterback, he had like nine carries for 75 yards. They they just unstoppable. He would just run the ball for like 10 yard gain, repeat the play. So like use Derek Carr to get to the red zone and then put Taysom Hill ass in as the red zone quarterback because Derek Carr was not getting shit done in the red zone. That shit is funny. I mean, that should actually work too. That's the craziest thing. But we'll see. Do you think the Saints' defense is just going to be elite all season, though? I feel like the boys, they're going to run into their match. I think they will because the, the Saints are very similar to me as, like, Steelers, where every season, it doesn't matter who's on the field, they just always come out with a good defense. Their mentality is defense. Like, And it's not like we have to have great skill players on defense. It's like we're going to get dirty, rugged. We're going to beat you in the point of physicality, where – our cornerbacks are going to be real handsy with you. Our defensive lineman is not going to ever take a play off. Our linebackers are going for big hits. Like, uh, safeties are coming in for big hits if you're catching a crossing route. Like, I just think they play with a certain count of physicality where their defense every week is going to be a problem. Yeah, because that's what I've been noticing. I'm just like, dang, these motherfuckers just continuously play this great defense. Yeah, and they usually keep the same four players, like Jordan, Lattimore, and shit. DeMarco Davis, and then Dennis Allen was the defensive coordinator for, like, the past five, six years, and now he's the head coach. So, like, the defense probably wasn't changing. Yeah. But, I mean, NFC South, who would have thought three teams 2-0 right now? So, I mean, it's going to be a fun season. This is always the best part of the season. Right, and the only team that's 0-2 is lost to the division. Watch lost to the niggas in the division. And who knows? Maybe the division is just that damn good. I mean, we definitely started off, but don't forget, we do have some easy schedules. So, like, this is one of our things that we can capitalize on this and have um, – we can pat, pat, pat up some wins early into the um, thing until we start playing each other. But we just broke down the whole week two NFL slate for y'all boys. Appreciate all listening and staying tuned. And all the new listeners, please go down, like, and subscribe. It means a lot to us. And comment your thoughts on the weekend that just went down. If y'all had a bet that y'all were sweating and cashed, let us know. If you had a bet that lost on the last leg of the parlay, let us know who fucked up your parlay down down below as well. And I'm, if you lost in fantasy, I feel for you. It happens. Yeah, let us hear your fantasy L's and who costed you your week. Or if you sat somebody you shouldn't have sat, like some people that picked up Puka and never started him week two. I know y'all are feeling it right now. Uh, yeah. Go down, like I said, like and subscribe. This has been another episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. This is your host, Sam Paul, pick on when I'm constantly joined with Kevin, Waterboy Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, well now y'all know motherfuckers. <laughs>